2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations.
0: I didn't even know it was fourth down. I feel like a bad player for that. But you know what? At the same time, I'm damn happy to be standing up here with you guys celebrating. Come on. mentality to this. I appreciate y'all so much. You guys have been unbelievable. Unbelievable all year. And you know what? We appreciate you.
2: Matthew Stafford drinking straight from the bottle of 1942. Oh my god! That's gosh. the most I've ever heard him say at one time. <laughs> yeah, ever. Was, it was funny. I mean, it
0: really was. His his Texas twang was coming out with each drink each drink he had there.
2: Come on, y'all.
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny, it really. But at was. least
2: it's real. Yeah. At least it's not. It's at least it's not like one of these guys that breaks into a phony country accent. I'm not going to name names, Aaron Rodgers. But at least it's real. <laughs> What? Yes, oh, I agree. did I say it out loud. Yeah, you did Sorry. say it out loud. You did say it out loud. Yeah, did I you're... say it did I say it in a country
0: accent? You're good. No, you didn't say it in a country oh. accent though. I'd like to Shoot. hear that. Uh sure. right. darn. Uh,
2: <laughs> you never know when it's gonna pop up. You just never know. All right. Uh Matthew Stafford, four year extension. This guy's made a lot of money. He can buy a lot of 1942
0: Don Julio.
2: A lot. He could buy the whole company and then some. (laughs) He's made a lot of money during his time in the NFL, his contracts with the Lions. He was one of the final number one overall picks back in the days of the ridiculous, huge, I don't want to call it a windfall because they earned their money, but they had to, they felt compelled to get rid of the ridiculously high contracts at the top of the draft because some guys weren't earning the money. Stafford did. He got a contract and another one and another one. And now he's got a $160 million extension, four years, $135 million guaranteed. He's under contract through 2026. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but one thing we've learned year in and year out, five-year contract, what does it mean? It means two or three years, and then after that, we'll see where it goes. And And, and you know, frankly, frankly, Chris, the thought did occur to me at one point last week. The longer this Deshaun Watson thing lingered, like, was there going to be some all in? Move the the next level, all in move by Sean McVay to send yeah, Matthew yeah. Stafford to the Texans right. for Deshaun Watson. I mean, right. any one of these deals, the longer it lingers, the the less the Rams can ultimately resist it. But <laughs> but that didn't happen. But it it may not be a coincidence that Stafford didn't get his new contract until after Deshaun Watson was fully and completely resolved. But Stafford's a guy they're happy with. Stafford McVeigh uh, a different guy without Jared Goff there and with Stafford there. And Stafford's still got gas in the tank. Yeah, he does. And you're right, Mike.
0: I feel like everybody thought, like, oh, the Rams and the 49ers going to sweep in here and get into the Deshaun Watson talks. That's all I heard. I had people texting me, you know, even last week. Like, do you think the 49ers are getting involved with the – I, I don't think so. I know everybody thinks I know because I'm friends with Kyle Shanahan. I, no idea. And I would have been shocked if they were. But they're so aggressive, we all expect it. Man, good for the Rams. Good for Matthew Stafford. Got your guy. You know, yeah, you said it. You know, you look at these deals. Sometimes you go, oh, this is only a two-year deal. I have a hard time thinking he won't see every cent and penny of this whole thing here. Four more years. He's going to be, what, 33 this year? Oh, he's still, you know, at the end of the prime of his career. He's still got a big-time arm. Now he's in a spot where there's a team around him like we've talked about. It's great to see him get a little notoriety finally To people realize the talent he really does have and good for the Rams for rewarding a guy. And it's not a killer contract. It's one where you go, hey, you're our guy. We like you. We're so happy you came here, won the Super Bowl for us. But it doesn't ruin their team,
2: and they certainly got some flexibility around it to get the players they need. Cap keeps going up and up. Forty million a year is now uh, not quite middle of the pack, but it's moving in that direction. Yep. Sixty one point nine million is the new money average per year on the Aaron Rodgers extension, and Deshaun Watson's at forty six, so uh, it, it's a fair deal. It's a win win, but it's still forty million a year, and it's on top of a lot of money that Matthew Stafford has made. But he has earned every penny of it. Robert Woods, I think money is what motivated the decision to trade him to the Titans for a 2023 six round pick. This is another example of high salary, right? You get a lower return and yeah. he's coming off of the torn ACL. There was tension last year, early in the season about right. all the balls that were going to Cooper cup and not to Robert Woods. He spoke out about it. It flashed. Then they had a game where they showcased him and it kind of got it under control, but I think his concern was justified. If I'm not producing, there's no way you're keeping me next year. You are throwing the torn ACL that happened the day they signed Odo Beckham Jr. and Robert Woods, who, when he became a free agent, specifically targeted a return to Los Angeles. He went to USC. Right. Well, your contract can get traded. Now he's being shipped to Nashville, where if he's healthy – he steps into the role that we thought Julio Jones would fill last year across from A.J. Brown. It could be a good spot for Robert Woods. Uh,
0: agreed. Uh, I think it's a real good spot. It's, it's, a, it's a win for the Tennessee Titans in getting a guy like Robert Woods when he does get back healthy. Uh, he can do it all. You know, has a little size, but great route runner. You know, it, you pair him with A.J. Brown, it's an incredible combination. It really is. Woods, is he's got a little bit of it all to offer you. That, that's where it's great. You can't pin him to one thing. You know, not that he's a speed burner that's going to be famous for going 70 yards down the sideline, but has speed, you know, that's going to scare you, but really going to make his money route running, work in the middle of the football field. You you couple that with their play action pass game. That makes a lot of sense. And yeah, Mike, you're right. It's a little bit like we talked about earlier. You you knew the Rams were done with him. You knew that. And especially, you know, when Allen Robinson got signed. So that was it. That takes away the trade value, the money added to that. Yeah, it's weird to see six-rounder. That's all it took to get for Robert Woods. But there's some other things there that are involved. And I don't know. When they signed Allen Robinson, I thought, man, all right, somebody's going there. They can't keep this whole group together. Uh, It was Robert Woods. and, And we'll see what they do with OBJ now.
2: And the other odd man out for now, Julio Jones, released last week by the Titans and obviously replaced by Robert Woods. I've heard different rumblings about Julio Jones. I don't know where he's going to go. And really, we talked about this last week. Unless the money's good, he can just sit and wait. Sit and wait and see how things play out. Wait until training camp. Wait until the start of the regular season. Wait to see who the real contenders are and, and jump on a horse once it emerges from the pack. I mean, if it's not big money, he's got extreme flexibility.
0: Yeah, uh, that's right. Extreme flexibility has had an unbelievable career. I think he still has something to give, but it's not – you can't expect it on like a week-by-week, week, you know, 18 times – or 17 times a year. You can't expect that from Julio Jones right now. No way. He's not a guy that needs to practice a whole lot. He's. It's like riding a bike for him to get out there and play in the game – you know, but there is the the injury history, and he's at that age where you do got to be careful about giving a guy like that big money, as as you know Tennessee learned last year and other teams that we've talked about. So I would expect that's his angle, Mike. Sit back, wait, look for a team that's got talent and then really needs a wide receiver. Or you know to your point, maybe that's the play too. Just stay in shape. He's a guy again that I would say training camp's not going to really make or break him. Maybe he just. Kind of ways the start of the season out comes out then. But uh, I don't think he'll be done. But I would expect him to be very
2: picky and choosy here because we are getting down to the end of his career for sure. And the reality is a week into free agency, we're getting down to the end of the bottom of the big spending. Yeah, There isn't a lot of big money left, and that's just the way it works. And you'll see a lot of the teams that didn't do much last week start to activate because they understand if you restrain yourself early – You have more money to spend later, and you just go out and you buy up bargains. You get guys who can come in and help you, and you don't have to spend a bunch of money to do it. You can get three or four guys for what one would have cost you if you had jumped in early into free agency. So that's where it's moving now. But again, for for a guy like Julio Jones, it's not worth it to sign up now. It's not worth it to be under contract now. It's not worth it to be expected to do all the things in the offseason. You can just wait. Just wait. Stay in shape and wait, and someone will want you later especially if there's an injury, and then you've you, yeah. you got even more leverage. No question. There's some some serious injury that we know they happen. We know what happens every year. You know, we spend all this time talking about, oh, these teams are all going to be great, and then, oh, wait, guys get injured and that changes everything. He's going to be available. Yeah, no, no. I mean, oh, oh, oh well
0: wait. Chris Godwin's not ready to go, guys. Not 100% ready to start the season. Oh, I'll go to Tampa. You guys give me just a few million dollars. I mean, yes, it's, I, I could see that being a situation. You know, with that type of team, whatever he's made a boatload of money. I can't imagine money being the number one factor anymore. I know you've said that. That's got to be the truth here. To me, it would Julio Jones. He's going to the Hall of Fame. It's it's he wants to get a ring. So position yourself, be patient. And you're right. Wait for that team that. Oh, okay. Wait, damn. We don't. We need another guy, or we had the injury, uh, whatever it is, where you can be the the icing on the top to get that team over the hump offensively.
2: It would be something to have Julio Jones and Tom Brady together because, really, he made that catch in Super Bowl 51 that I thought was the dagger. That's it. He makes that catch, gets that first down in New England territory, and I'm thinking, that's it. It's over. It was a nice try. At least you tried, Patriots, to dig out of that hole. But once he made that catch, I thought they just won the Super Bowl. So the idea of Brady and Jones in that division against the Falcons twice— trying to navigate the NFC and and I you know I, I said this last week and and as the AFC gets more and more overloaded whoever wins the NFC is going to be potentially in a much better position to win the Super Bowl because everyone's the AFC is going to have the crap kicked killed, out of them right. before they even get there. Yeah,
0: that's a real thing. I thought about that a few times here where yeah the you you could be in the AFC playoffs and go through the gauntlet and get to the Super Bowl and be like, "Oh man, uh, that used to bother me growing up with with my dad's New York Giants football team. You know the Eagles. It's the Washington, It's Washington. It's the Cowboys. It's all these Super Bowl teams, and then you know the Forty ers who got to wipe up the the wimpy NFC West of the time. They get to go in the playoffs like all fresh. Like, hey, let's go, you guys could. And I'd be it used to drive me crazy. Oh, they played the Atlanta Falcons this year. Oh, whoa, what a tough tough team that was. Uh, I used to bother me. That's a real thing though. And I have thought about that. I mean, this it, is it can be amazing in the AFC playoffs. You could almost we could almost book it to where the AFC is almost assured of having a great team in the Super Bowl and we're going to have great quarterback matchups every week in every playoff game in the AFC right now. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, and and if the team that gets there has nothing left after navigating that gauntlet, then You know, it could be the third straight year we have an NFC team win the Super Bowl. The Bengals lost the Super Bowl in part because their offensive line couldn't hold it together against the Rams. They continue to upgrade this offseason. We'll talk about their latest acquisition when PFT Live continues right after this. The Cincinnati Bengals have added their third new offensive lineman, Leo Collins, a longtime member of the Cowboys, cut last week. A new bodyguard is in town. He described himself as Joe Burrow's bodyguard. TJ Watt may have something to say about that, but it's Leo Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Karras, three new offensive linemen for the Bengals as they try to address clearly the biggest weakness on the team and also to keep Joe Burrow upright and in one piece. So Collins falls into their laps. They worked hard yesterday to get him signed before he left town. He had other suitors he was going to go see, and don't let him leave town. Once he leaves town, you may not get him. They got the deal done before he left. Yeah, got it done. Needed
0: him, like you said. You know, It's a guy that's it's a proven commodity. We know what he is. It, health is a little bit of an issue the last two years. That's the, maybe the one concern. But when healthy, man, one of the better right tackles in football. And also, you think, man, three-year contract, great. They they offered that. Playing with Joe Burrow. I think the Joe Burrow effect is real. But good job by Cincinnati there. I mean, not letting them out of the building. And and getting, you know, three difference makers on the offensive line here. Uh, Ted Karras, like we talked about from the New England Patriots, can do all three, left guard, right guard, or center. I'd expect him to be the center like you see there. Jackson Carmen, second-round pick out of – Clemson last year. He's got tremendous physical talent. You know, Kappa, we talked about him last week. Road grader from Tampa. And now you got two tackles. I mean, wow, drastic improvement. Really, with some other young guys they got to add depth to behind them. So love the moves Cincinnati's made. Yeah, they didn't get Brandon Scherf and pay top end dollar, but I think they got some guys here that are certainly going to help their team out and make life for Joe Burrow a lot, lot better here for 2022 football.
2: Yeah, I mean they got to the brink of a Super Bowl championship without a Amazing. very good offensive line. Yeah. And not 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 that these guys they've added would have kept Aaron Donald from doing what he did when his legacy was on the line, right? But Moving forward, you may not see Aaron Donald in the Super Bowl next year. You may not need an impenetrable wall of blockers for that game, uh, and these guys are going to be better against whoever you may come up against, either in the Super Bowl or on your path there. and yeah, The last thing right. the Bengals should be thinking about is getting back to the Super Bowl with the the, the the AFC right now. Yeah. Just get get to the playoffs first, and then worry about working your way to the Super Bowl. But they're going to be better every step of the way if these guys pan out
0: no no quite no doubt and I think that you know what we're at least seeing here in Cincinnati that's exciting is they got to hold themselves to the Super Bowl standard yeah you probably could have got away with another year with a patchwork all line and Joe Burrow could have made magic and maybe you sneak into the playoffs and whatever else but again if you want to win the big prize you could see yeah you're gonna meet you know, two or three teams, when you get to the Super Bowl, if you do get there, the AFC Championship, they're going to have unbelievable defensive lines that even the great Joe Burrow is not going to be able to overcome just with his great physical talents. And that's where, you know, hopefully this can can save them a little bit to where it's not all about that. And and again, we you know, we talked about it a ton after the Super Bowl. Uh, it was even more apparent to me when I watched the film you know, even early on in that game where I went, oh, they're protecting Joe Burrow pretty good. You know, I kind of went back and watched the game again. And you're like, oh, actually, they never protected him good. He was throwing it as quick as possible, looking at one guy off his back foot, really the whole freaking game. And they were up you know, by a touchdown at one point, which is amazing too. So glad, good for them that they fix this and they protect their, their
2: crown jewel and Joe Burrow in this while doing it. And that's an excellent point. It's not just avoid – burrow getting hit and sacked and injured it's give him a little more time to let his guys come open give him a little more time to read the defense and see what's happening in front of him it's only his third year right he's not tom brady where exactly. he's gonna walk up to the line of scrimmage and he knows where he's gonna throw the ball before he has it he needs a little time instead of running for his life but you know he has shown that he he knows how to do it and can do it I when know. he has to you just don't you don't want to make your you don't want to make your career doing that no like these uh, plays here he's got no chance
0: I mean that might have been the longest he had there he actually got to take one hitch step and go wait let me go start looking at the second guy but almost every one of these plays here against an elite defense is catch the ball oh crap I gotta move is the first guy wide open if he's not oh crap I gotta get out of here I mean that's what happened right there on that play too wait first guy wasn't wide open oh crap I can't even look at number two and that's that's hard to win the Super Bowl or any big game that way I mean, it was it was amazing that they got there that way, beating Tennessee and Kansas City and the fact that he was able to escape some of those issues or hang in there tough-wise or, you know, physically-wise. So, uh, you know, good, good for the Bengals.
2: And th- there's another point that I remember you making several years ago about Eli Manning late in his career. The clock in his head got screwed up. Definitely. Because he never had enough time. So... You, you you find yourself getting rid of the ball before you even have to right. because you assume the walls are caving in cuz you're so used to the walls caving in you don't you, you don't understand oh you know what i have actually have time yeah. on this play yeah. you just you're constantly getting rid of it getting rid of it getting rid of it you don't want to develop those habits either that's another reason to make sure there's better protection for Joe Burrow. A hundred percent. We're seeing Daniel Jones. He dealt with that in New York this year.
0: Yeah. Eli Manning. There was a lot of people on him at the time, like Odell Beckham jr's deep. And I want to go, well, yeah, he was deep. I don't like him throwing that too, but he got crushed the four times he dropped back before that. So yeah, he's not going to wait for the guy to get open 50 yards down the field. That's, a, that's part of the reality when you play quarterback. It does affect your time clock and your head and what, what your expect, expectation is as far as how much you have uh, there to go through reads and stuff.
2: And, and Burrow was not afforded that luxury down the stretch in the playoffs. Juju Smith-Schuster, not a receiver who ever gets open 50 yards down the field. Remember the failed experiment with him as the number one guy in Pittsburgh? And then everyone realized he's not fast enough to be a number one. He's right. a great number two. Mm-hmm. He's a great possession receiver. And last year – The Chiefs tried to pry him away from Pittsburgh. Big red Andy Reid personally got involved, but it didn't work. Juju Smith-Schuster this year decides to go to Kansas City. Here he is explaining why he made the moves to the Chiefs one year after they made their move to try to get him.
0: I just saw that this opportunity, you know, fit more for me um, in the sense of, you know, coming here and playing uh, for Andy and uh, obviously uh, the OC, Joe and everyone else uh, seeing the opportunity that, you know, I can take this uh,
1: you know, where I can prove my skills and see what I can do.
2: Hindsight is twenty twenty, but do you wish you'd taken the Chiefs offer last year, looking back on it now, and knowing what you know now? Yeah, I have no regrets on my decision last year. No one ever admits they have regrets. <laughs> in football you should right? regret You've it I'll be the person to tell you you should regret oh, it <laughs> well well but this year it's easy yeah. because it's Mitchell Trubisky versus Patrick Mahomes right that that's I'm surprised that didn't come up maybe he's just taken a high road but he stayed to play with Ben Roethlisberger he stayed to be in Pittsburgh he wanted to stay in Pittsburgh I think he would have preferred to find a way to stay in Pittsburgh and and don't assume it was because of money this is look I I don't want to get too high on my soapbox with this one because I understand it's how it works. The agents will send out the blast group text message to the reporters, and then it becomes a race to Twitter. And rarely, if ever, do the reporters push back and say, are you telling me the truth here? But what we saw on Friday was that it was a one-year, $10.75 million contract. That's it. One-year, $10.75 million. No caveats, no exceptions, no asterisk. One year, $10.75 million. And most people are like, what the hell? And what the hell is right? It's one year, $3.25 million. $7.5 million in incentives. Some of which are tied to, like, $2 million of which doesn't even begin to unlock unless the Chiefs at least get to the AFC Championship. There's a million that requires the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl. And on top of that, Juju has to have had, like, at least 60 catches and at least 900 yards. So there's a lot of stuff he's got to do to even get close to eight figures. It's a one-year $3.25 million contract with up to $7.5 million in incentives. It's not a one-year $10.75 million contract. And I've had conversations with the folks who get the texts and post the tweets like, does this bug you? When it happens, and the attitude that I've detected is they just accept it as an occupational hazard. You're going to get lied to sometimes. It's better to do that than stop everything and vet everything because somebody else is going to post the information while you're in the process of trying to verify it. Yeah. So just go with the lie because everybody else is going with the lie too. Yeah, it's, it's a tough
0: spot those guys are in with, with that situation because they do get the truth sometimes too, so they're right. But yeah, this was one where it was not it was nowhere near the truth, that's for sure. But still love the move. But isn't, isn't
2: that one if you truly – if you aren't yeah. just an information robot right. like some of them are – If you have actual analytical skills, if you have a crap filter, first day of law school, one of the professors said, the most important thing I can give you is a crap filter because you're going to deal with a lot of crap in your life and you need to be able to filter it out. Don't, Don't, I mean... Shouldn't someone have said, hey, it's probably not one-year 10.75. Yeah, yeah. You know, just like Von Miller, six years 120, hey, it's, yeah, yeah, it's not six years 120. You know, I mean, there's got to be more to the story, although it technically is six years 120. We've broken down what it actually is. Will you hear one-year 10.75 for Juju Smith-Schuster after he missed all that time last year with his shoulder? I'd like to think if you if you even have the thinnest of crap filters, you're going to say – I'm probably going to wait on this one until I know what the real numbers are. Yeah, I, I, definitely it was a little eye-popping. But I thought, like, realistically, I thought, okay, it's not
0: really 10. It's probably like 7.5, and then he can get uh, – that's what really what I was expecting. Oh, it's 7 million, and maybe he can get 3 million more in incentives. Something along those lines. This wasn't even close to that. You know, we we upped the value almost four times the amount, basically, or three, three and a half, whatever you want to talk about. That's where it's a little different, I feel like, than than most. But uh, I think it makes a lot of sense for Juju Smith-Schuster. Go here, rebuild your reputation, get some stats behind your name, let everybody see you can do all the things that you used to do at wide receiver. You're not going to be the prime target. You're not going to be the second target. You're going to be the third guy. So you're gonna really benefit and be in some really good spots as far as, you know, coverage, where you are in the offense. They got McCole Harman, they got Tyreek Hill, they got guys on the outside, scare you deep. Now you let Juju and Kelsey kinda of work the middle of the field. And Juju, as big as he is and as strong as he is, he can do, you know, that type of stuff. He can really work the middle of the field. The outs and then come back in. The ins and then come back out. Like we see Travis Kelsey do so much fake that, go across the field. Uh, That's where I think it's going to be. It's going to be great for Mahomes. Makes sense for their offense. He's a pretty good run blocker. It seems like he's a really good locker room guy. And I don't think he'll be doing TikTok dances on the middle of the field, so they
2: won't have to worry that. It's a win-win for the team. No, Jackson Mahomes does that. (laughs) That job's already filled in Kansas (laughs) City. You're right. (laughs) Uh, You you know, and and you think about the kind of routes he's going to run, the kind of throws he's going to get. Andy Reid and the offense get a lot of criticism for not running the ball enough. It's kind of like glorified running game. Yeah. Short pass to Juju. That's as good as a seven-yard run by Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Yeah, that's right. Who – you know, we all need to just give up
0: a little bit with that. Like Kansas City's not going to become a running football team. That's not who they are. They're just going to run the ball enough just to keep you keep you honest that way. Yeah, they're going to use the passing game, to your point, Mike, as an extension of the run game. The screens, some of the RPOs, they got some cheap ways to get easy completions over the middle, and that's the way they're going to play. But they're going to overwhelm you. They're going to protect their guy, Mahomes. He's going to have time. Uh, they got some creative plays and a system that's different than the rest of the NFL, and they're just going to go down swinging like that. Kansas City knows who they are, and they are the Kansas City Patrick Mahomes, and they're going to go down with throwing flames and lasers all over the field with him, and I respect them for that.
2: Well, on Friday morning when we did the program, the Saints and the Falcons were the two teams in a tug-of-war for Deshaun Watson. So the Browns came in and stole the rope away from both of them. What's next at quarterback for the two teams that were supposedly the finalists for Deshaun Watson? We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after.
1: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win. Defeating every shifting threat. Protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines.
2: Peter King's with me here today because Chris Sims doesn't work on Fridays. It's kind of funny that Chris is saying, oh, if Chris Collinsworth wants to push back a meeting, they'll do it. For me, they won't. Chris Collinsworth wants a meeting a push back 30 minutes? Sure,
0: Chris Collinsworth. Chris Sims asked for the meeting to be pushed back 30 minutes. No, screw you. It starts now. Let's
2: go. He gets every Friday off. He gets every freaking Friday off, Peter. <laughs> There he is, in his hammock. Where's his doobie? He's You're got always his talking pina colada. I leave and always. talk crap. What a jerk you are. Well, well wait a minute. <laughs> I would never say anything behind your back that I wouldn't say to your face. Also, anything I say on the air... Is kind of to your face. I, I understand it's that. Yes, not behind you. your back. Thank
0: you. Thank you. No. Yes. Yes. And and to clarify, Chris Collinsworth doesn't have a day of work from now to the first game of the year. Just say so you know. <laughs> so okay. All right. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. yeah. I know he. Does I saw. Have a face I saw.
2: I saw a picture of him <laughs> golfing. Well, I hate the off season. Uh, so, uh, yeah.
0: and I was really. Uh, I was disappointed. Like no joke. Uh, the, one that, that was a Friday last week where I was like, "Are you serious?". Did the Adams, Devontae Adams, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, Juicy story really happen on the day I'm not going to be able to go in and talk about it? I really was. I was disappointed about it. I mean, it was, that was an amazing development that caught me by surprise. And I just, Mike, I'm still one of those out there that just go, did Rodgers like the rest of us just take it for granted thinking I'm going to re in Green Bay and that means Devontae Adams will come back?
2: Well, not so fast, my friend. Holy crap. There's a narrative that, and I know we we need to move on, but let me just say this: There's yeah. a narrative that the Packers offered Devontae Adams as much or more than the Raiders offered, and apparently that's true. But but the reality is, the Raiders used a structure that the Packers could would not match. have used with no, and and they could have offered him that money. Yeah, at any point during the season, right? You know, and if I'm Devontae Adams, th- there's a point where I say, you know. I don't want you to offer me this money with a gun to your head. I you, you could have yeah, you done want it. Want you to do it before, right? I want you to want to do it. I don't want you to begrudgingly offer me something because somebody else is willing to offer me what I should have gotten all along. I don't want you to play. I don't want to play that game with you. So yeah. I'm out of here. That that's that's the risk you take when you drag your feet. When you think, oh, you know, yeah, well, yeah, we'll work it out. Yeah, well, if somebody else offers, it, well, yeah, we'll match it. Or we'll let's see what someone else does. But no, nope, 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 and he's gone. And yeah. the, the Raiders, you know, they're, they're paying him a lot, and they're giving up a first and second round pick to get him. We broke down the contract, though. It's not twenty eight point two five million per year. It's more like twenty two million a year, but. And it's a three-year deal, and uh, as a practical matter, but still, it's 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 a win for the Raiders, it's a win for Adams, and it's a loss for Rodgers and the Ooh, Packers. Man, they better they better hope they do some good scouting on the incoming draft class of receivers, and they get the right guys when it's time to make their pick, man, I
0: don't, I don't know if you can replace that, you know,
2: that no matter,
0: you know, not in year one, I'd, I'd, I'd be hard pressed to think anybody can come in and get on the same page with Aaron Rodgers and that offense and the checks and all that and be anything close to what they had with Devonte Adams. Still no MVS there yet. Right. They haven't resigned him. I mean, yeah, first off it does. It seems like the Packers were arrogant. It was, I'm mad that we didn't see this coming, Mike. I really am. And the fact that, uh, Devonte Adams lives in Vegas in the off season. You know, why didn't we see it coming or me? Why didn't I see it coming? Why would you as a receiver want to sign a long-term contract on, and play for a on a team with a quarterback that might be threatening to retire next year or the year after? Uh, that's where I'm going, damn, why didn't I see this coming to a degree? Um, but, man, total total game changer there for the NFC and Devontae Adams. Good for him to go there, get paid. And, man, they know how to use a receiver there in the McDaniels offense. They're going to use him. I just remembered something, too.
2: The last dance photo that was posted by Rodgers last year when he came back, he, he didn't know how right he was. But it, it – he was supposed to be gone too. If they were, if they were, it wasn't one of the other. And if it was one of the other, it was going to be Rodgers, not Adams. Yeah. So no, I know uh, it was shocking. I wasn't expecting that. If I'm, if I'm, if I'm Rogers, I'm pissed because you guys could have done this during the season and you could have ensured that he was going to be here for the duration of my career. Now I got to break in somebody new. I got to trust somebody new. It's making it harder for me. He said he didn't want to be part of a rebuilding effort. Yeah. Well, the receiving core is in shambles now. Randall Cobb is the best guy they have under contract. They have restricted free agency tender on Alan Lazard and they'll probably bring back Marquez Valdez Gantling but still they don't have Devontae Adams and unless there's a Randy Moss lurking in this draft class it's not like they're going to bring in a guy who is right away going to be anywhere close to what Adams was all right one
0: thing I didn't love about it Mike and I know I texted you too though again I always try to be fair to all angles and Aaron Rodgers we know is a pain in the butt no doubt about it one thing I didn't love is that everybody pinned on him before they started to get some details of the Adams guy. Oh well, they didn't have enough money to pay Adams because that's, of no, Rodgers. That's, that's blown. I know, that's and I, I hated that. That I know. I think I texted you that Friday night. You know, again, I'm not sticking up for Aaron Rodgers and the way he's handled himself and all that, but at the same time, it doesn't mean we all just get to pile on him at it just for no, like you know all oh, there was this group of people. So oh, they couldn't pay him because Rodgers took all the money. Oh no, you're you're actually totally freaking wrong and where was your tweet or your comment on tv to go you know what that thing I said earlier that I blamed I was wrong I just don't like that I don't understand how
2: people do that sometimes what does hurt the Packers is their stubborn refusal to yes. guarantee money beyond the first year of a veteran contract for anyone other than the quarterback that is dumb they and the Bengals are the only ones who do it the Steelers used to until T.J. Waddle would be interesting to see if they break from it again with Mika Fitzpatrick and anyone else they sign to a multi-year deal why in the world would you hesitate to do it? And now you've got the Browns going five years fully guaranteed, five years out. And the Packers are are publicly owned. There's no billionaire into whose coffers all that money is being otherwise poured. It, it's just they, they better change the way they do business. They're going to lose more key players in future years. All right, um, the Falcons. Reportedly, have field of trade calls over the last few days for Matt Ryan. You know, my take last week, Chris, when Ryan gave up the roster bonus, not gave up, but but delayed it for yeah, four days to right. accommodate a potential trade of him if they got to Sean Watson, I said, this guy, wait, 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 this is big boy business here. You just don't say, I'll do you a favor. No, you get something in return. And I can't help but wonder whether or not Matt Ryan said, if I do this and you don't get Deshaun Watson, I still want you to trade me. Now, 4 p.m. Eastern today is when that roster bonus locks in because if he's on the roster tomorrow, he gets that $7.5 million. So if it's going to happen, it's going to happen today. But I'm going to be very interested to see if Matt Ryan is a member of the Falcons as of 4.01 p.m. Eastern this afternoon because I still think there's a chance they trade him. It's It's the Baker Mayfield situation without the bravado and the public Element, but behind the scenes, I can't imagine Matt Ryan's happy about what went down. I got to think he's
0: pissed. There's no doubt. I got to think that he's a competitor. I also, I mean, I think Matt Ryan's a a pretty calm, level headed, smart guy, too, and and can read the room a little bit. You know, like we talked a little last week, there was a lot of talk last year they might take a quarterback in number four. Arthur Blank had given his blessings. He said he was going to leave the decisions to the football people to see if they needed a new quarterback. So he he's gotta realize that. Hopefully, you know, he knows like like I know that Atlanta didn't actively pursue Deshaun Watson, that it was the other way around. You know, from like I've told you last week from from everything I've been led to pe- led to believe in people to know it was more Watson going they didn't
2: say we have a quarterback. I know we have Matt I Ryan, know. leave You're us right. alone.
0: You're right. So I I again I haven't heard anything. To say that Matt Ryan is totally pissed and want to work his way out of town, I haven't heard that. I don't know if you have either. Um, I I I expect him to be pissed but still be there because I will say this. I think he's deep-rooted in Atlanta. I I take him as word that he always has wanted to finish his career there. It's hard to uproot your family and do that at this point of your career. I just look at him as being that guy to go – you know, unless they actually, actually trade me, I'm not forcing myself out of here, and I'm gonna go down with the go down swinging in Atlanta as long as they'll have me. I just think he's one of those guys.
2: It's easy to show loyalty when loyalty is shown to yeah. you. The moment you have that that cold water in the face, like Aaron Rodgers got when they drafted Jordan Love, the moment you come to that realization that you know what, it's not just what I want, it's what they want, and if they want to move on, they're gonna move on. I said this last week, they love you until the moment they're done with you, and then they're done with you, and I think that that should make Matt Ryan consider being done with them. It's just
0: something to consider. It is. It's totally something to consider. I'm with you there, Mike, 100%. I guess guess the next piece in the puzzle would just be, though, all right, so where is he going to go, right? I mean, I don't think they're going to trade him to one of those teams in the NFC South, the Panthers or the Saints. Indy Indy would make the most sense, right? I mean, that's the team you look at. To me, it's the only team I look at to think that he would actually even go there and entertain the idea. Anybody else out there right now, I think he's going to go, eh, I'll take my chances in Atlanta. Indy's the only team that makes sense there. And then you look at Indy and go, wait, I mean, yeah, you want the player, but what are you going to trade for him? You know, you still got, you know, you've, you've traded away assets for Carson Wentz. You know, there, there's money there that was given to Wentz. You're going to have Matt Ryan. Okay, what's it going to take to get him there? He's got two years left on his deal. Oh, That means he might want a third and fourth and fifth if things go well. So those are the things they'd have to uh, figure out there. Uh, I guess what I'm saying is you made
2: me bet money. I'm going to bet he stays in Atlanta. If I was Matt Ryan, I would have said on Thursday, I'm not extending anything. You have to deal with me. You either close the books on Deshaun Watson now, you trade me to someone now, or you cut me, but I'm not, I'm not doing you a favor. I, I, I would, it, because it's a business. It's fundamentally a business. I'm not doing anybody any favors when you're talking about them trying to throw me out the door, and I'm only doing it if I get something in return. That's what I'm curious about. What did he get? in return. Is he gonna get a financial apology yeah, maybe they when they finally the do this restructuring? Yeah, Is right. it gonna be more than just a restructuring? Is there gonna be some some fresh money in there from Matt Ryan? Real quickly on Jameis Winston, reportedly back in play for the Saints now that they did not get Deshaun Watson, I I I've heard that at one point his camp was fishing around with the idea of getting thirty five million a year. It's like really but you know sometimes you get some delusional ideas about what a guy's worth, but thirty five million a year there's no way the saints are going to pay him that, especially when he's coming off of the torn ACL you're going to have to wait and prove yourself healthy. You have to go play this year right. and prove yourself healthy right. before you can start thinking about a thirty million dollar or more per year contract
0: yeah I, I, that, that's not, that's delusional honestly i can't I don't know anybody to phrase that they're it, just delusional the guy that You know, one team got rid of and wanted nothing to do, and he goes somewhere, doesn't play for a year, and then comes back and plays and is the starting quarterback and does nothing special. We all just went, hey, the best thing we all did is went, hey, look, he's not a turnover machine. But we weren't going – we were also going, hey, where's all those plays he used to make with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? So to think that is insanity in the membranity. I would think Jameis Winston gets one of those – uh, I mean, one you know one year deal if he's going to be the Saints quarterback where it's like well I don't know Mike what would you expect 12 million 14 million maybe something like that I don't know maybe that's even too high to where that's where he comes back but that seems to be the logical choice and it seems like the Saints are, are welcome to bringing him back
2: I'd want to tie a lot of money to playing Tom I mean we don't that's know true, he's right yet. that's the thing yes right it's, they got it's Taysen tough there, and, and there's so. some there's some veteran quarterbacks out there but there aren't a whole lot to choose from but at least he knows the system they're right. comfortable with him they were seemingly happy with him he he didn't run the underneath stuff the way drew Brees did i think we we all gained a newfound appreciation for the way Brees was able to run that offense but the deep ball was something that winston brought to the arsenal and assuming he's healthy he'll bring that back let's go ahead and take a break when we return david ojabo One of the top draft prospects suffered an injury at his pro day workout. And there's some criticism of the reaction or lack thereof to the injury when Ojabo went down. We'll discuss that when PFT Live continues right after this. Bucky Brooks had a tweet on late Saturday night, early Sunday that caught my attention when I rolled out of bed. And it was a reaction to this video, David Ojabo at the Michigan Pro Day Going down in a heap, and I don't know who this is. I think it's someone from the Lions. I thought it was someone from the Panthers. Um, I, I yeah, It's a horrible look. It is just a horrible look.
0: Yeah, there's not a lot uh, of said, compassion there. I know. Uh,
2: there's not. Not a lot. There's none. Yeah, uh, Bucky I said, I know the NFL is a cold business, but watching the lack of concern or empathy from the scouts coaches and observers following David Ajabo's injury bugs me perhaps someone should have checked on him instead of grabbing the ball and moving on to the next drill just right. a thought i mean yeah. yeah look that that but but you know what first of all first of all if that guy had known a camera was on him he probably would have at least feigned some sort of interest um it's it's it just shows you what it is these guys are parts of a machine when one part breaks You go get another part. Next man up means last man out. Scrape him off the field. Move on. And they will feign or or actually genuinely have care for guys who are on their team. This is a man without a country right now. There is no team to respond to him. I don't know where the medical staff is. I don't know how Michigan or any other school staffs these pro day workouts. It's probably pretty rare that somebody actually gets injured, but it can happen, and it has happened. You can get torn ACLs. You can get ruptured Achilles tendons. Uh, the, the, the point is, it gives us a glimpse of the lack of humanity that is baked into the system. Teams cut guys all the time. They look at these prospects because they're looking for the next pieces they can add to their machine. And if one of those pieces breaks before they actually purchase it for placement in their machine, they're relieved. Better that it happens before we actually buy the part. I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's a reminder of the cold, objective dispassionate nature of the football business that's all it is it's not it's not a disease it's a symptom of the reality of what the nfl is that's right
0: it's a brutal business Uh, it's as brutal a business as there is in this country it is as far as like stuff like that how cutthroat it is loyalty anything like that yes sorry that does not happen in the nfl it's really rare. I mean, look, we just talked about Matt Ryan and the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, hey, the greatest quarterback in franchise history, done all these great things. What? you, the, Another quarterback wants to come here? Hey, we might get you the hell out of here. So what all those great things you did in the community? It is as part of it. And the NFL practices, I mean, guys that get hurt in practice, again, I'm, I'm, I, you're going to have to put me in the cold-hearted guy too. Guy gets hurt in practice or I'm in the middle of an offensive period. I'm the starting quarterback. uh, Damn. He's hurt. But what's the next play coach? We're going to move the play. We're going to move the huddle. We're going to move the play, the practice 20 yards down the field. Okay. Hope he's good. Or he's not good. All right. Blue 45, blue 45. And you go, I mean, that's just the way it is, you know, and two for everybody. I know we all want to jump on the, the coach from Detroit. It's not the best look, but one, he doesn't personally know the guy Two. I'm sure he's walking over there going, damn, I I can't believe that just happened to that guy. Three, you know, he doesn't want to get there and touch him or do anything. Coaches, for the most part, if something medically happens, just get the hell out of the way and let the medical professionals do that. And four, to your point, what we're talking about here is, yes, again, stuff like that happens in the NFL all the time. And, you know, coaches are programmed just like the players are. to like, okay, we've got to move on to the next play. Got to do the next drill. Got to do that. I know. It's crappy. It is. But don't. That Detroit Lion guy, I'm sure he did feel bad. It's just the way he's programmed in this business, too. Um, but it's cutthroat. There's no question
2: about it. That's what I said. It's a symptom. Yep. It's it's not. I mean, that's yeah. just the way You're right. that it works. Symptoms it's the, the way, way to put it. That it is. It's yeah. a reminder. And, you know, it's one of the things that I spent a lot of time explaining last week. I And I've told you this before the, the idea that I got hooked on the NFL back when. NFL Films was the indoctrination device to get kids thinking that it was this grandiose entity and you learn it's a business, which was as deflating as learning that pro wrestling is fake and it's all about the bottom line and it's, you know, it's not about loyalty. Loyalty is a a trait that is feigned, I think toward the players who are under contract that they want on the team in order to keep them happy so they want to continue to perform at a high level. Loyalty evaporates quickly. You lived it. You lived it. Any loyalty that John Gruden had to you was gone when he realized you were of no use to him anymore. No, no question. I mean, not only did I live
0: it myself. I mean, I saw my dad in year 15 go to the Pro Bowl and have a great year, and they said, hey, what? You're going to make $3 million this year. Get your ass out of here, old man. We don't care anymore all the things you did for us. It is. It's it's brutal that way. Yeah. For me personally, I'm going, wait, I, I just 10 months ago, I was literally dying on your field and they were trying to kick me out of the door. There was no sympathy at all. you know. I, I, and that was one of the things I argued and said to people around the organization, man, if a guy, if I tore my ACL, you guys have more sympathy for me than I almost freaking died. It's unbelievable. Oh, he's ACL. Let him get healthy. We'll see where he's going to go. Oh, what? We ripped an organ out of your stomach? Screw you. You don't look good. What the hell? Get off our team. That's the way I felt. Yeah, that's the way they treated me. Also, what I think is worthy of bringing up here is a key Mike Florio point, which is why I'm shocked you haven't said this yet. But top-tier player. I don't know what you're going to say. Top-tier player. We got enough film on him. He worked out of the combine. Do we really need the other workout? Uh, I I think it's worth discussing. I do. You know, and again, I need to look up to see if he did the drills at the combine. I know he did, like, some of the actual, you know, 40 and and the, the shuttle and the broad jump and all that. I don't know if he did the drills. I should look that up first before saying this. But either way, that's... The 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 it's roll of the dice and that's where it's a little scary and I know you talk about there's that a all the point time.
2: there's a point where you say I'm done I'm done doing right. anything yeah go look at my film right. and draft me and if you don't want to draft me one of your competitors will and you're gonna to have to deal with me so uh, the, the, all of this stuff needs to be revolutionized and overhauled and good luck with that fight I'd I'd rather uh, take my chances against a windmill than try to then try to take on that institutional reality of the pre-draft process let's take a break we got some news coming out of New England. We'll wrap up PFT live right after this. he was the hero of Super Bowl 49 and a spectator for most of Super Bowl 52. he retired last year didn't play for the Cardinals now he's back Malcolm Butler. Visiting with the Patriots and having a tryout on Monday. Hopefully, they don't make him stand around in the lobby for three hours like he was standing on the sidelines in that Super Bowl against the Eagles. Chris. <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. Uh, be
0: interesting to see if it happens though. Uh, Malcolm Butler. Yes, it's it's been a little while since we've seen him on the football field, but I would think he still has some value. He's not going to be able to command deep dollars. The Patriots have a good group of DBs there already. You know, it looks like they're just looking for a guy to kind of round out their, their roster there on the in the defensive backfield.
2: Also, they're visiting with running back Leonard Fournette Ooh. today, and they re-signed tackle Trent Brown, who always struggles elsewhere but seems to do well with New England. That's it for today. See you tomorrow. See